0: I became engaged in the movement there in Birmingham in 1963. That was uh, the year of the big demonstrations and the bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church in September. I mention that because that's really a seminal moment.
1: I'm Olivia Richardson for 88.9, and that's Pastor Joseph L. Wagner, describing how he came to be a part of the civil rights movement in the early 60s while leading an all-black congregation in Alabama.
0: father of one of the four girls who was killed was a member of my congregation, and so I paid it in the funeral, and to this very day, those four girls, uh, Denise McNair, Cynthia Wesley, Carol Robertson, and Eddie Mae Collins are uh, on my mind and my heart and reminder of what happens when folks, and especially white folks, are silent about the injustices that exist in our country.
1: In the late 60s, El Wagner moved to Milwaukee to be pastor of Cross Lutheran Church. Now retired, he is a board member of Project Return. Project Return is a nonprofit that helps those formerly incarcerated adjust to life outside of prison.
0: We discovered very quickly that people returning needed to have the resources to find a job, to find the housing, and to find the emotional support that everybody needs to make it.
1: El Wagner says that there's a lot of differences between today's movements for social justice and those of the past. But one shared challenge they face is the subtle but effective laws that keep people of color from advancing. Incarceration is one. Today, Wisconsin is number two in the country for the highest amount of African Americans in prison. And consider the Voting Rights Act's history in Wisconsin. L. Wagner sets us up with a scenario in the past.
0: Yeah, If a Black person in Wilcox County, Camden, Alabama, contacted uh, the Equal Opportunity commission in Washington, D.C. It said, I tried to register to vote and they wouldn't let me register. A marshal, a federal marshal would come down and make sure that at the next election, everybody who wants to register will register and
1: can vote. But L. Wagner says that a 2013 Supreme Court ruling took an important clause out of the Voting Rights Act, allowing 20 states to develop voting restrictions. Wisconsin is one of the states requiring photo IDs for voting which can make it harder for minorities and those of lower income to vote.
0: That's what's happening now. It's, it's more subtle and it's difficult
1: for some people to see what's happening. And it's not just voter ID laws that's subtle. The lack of support people receive once they have served time is a result of more investment into prisons themselves than reform. We'll look into this more next time when we speak to Rodney Evans, someone who has been incarcerated in the past and is now the board president of Project Return. Olivia Richardson for 88-9.